0: Welcome to episode 3 of Chris's on Infinite Earths here at the uh, Chris and Reggie channel. You can hear this program every other Wednesday. And uh, if you've seen the title, today we're going to be discussing Bloodlines number 1 from 2016. Now you might be thinking that well, that's an awfully random book to be discussing here and uh I tell you what, you're not uh, you're not that far off the mark, but I do assure you that this is a very important book to the journey of uh, Chris's On Infinite Earths. Uh, Actually, if not for this book, there's a very good possibility you probably wouldn't be hearing my voice right now. Uh, And to uh, get further into that, we're going to have to hop into the old time machine and look at a little bit of (laughs) *Chris*tery. Now, Bloodlines was announced uh, right before Rebirth, uh, a couple months before Rebirth, I believe. And, uh... I had uh, I, I had an interest in it, and I, I did pre-order the book. Um, as we came close to the book coming out, I received uh, some contact from uh, Weird Science. Actually, it was Reggie who <laughs> reached out to me with a direct message asking if I would mind putting together a sort of a primer on Bloodlines, uh, just you know, discussing the 1993 event, just to catch readers of uh, Weird Science up on just you know, what maybe what to expect from this uh, miniseries. At this point we had no idea what the miniseries was gonna be about. Uh we weren't sure if it was gonna be, you know, just a modern day retelling of the uh, early story or of something altogether different. So uh I uh I was asked to do that and I agreed and uh almost immediately regretted it. Um, not that I didn't want to do it. Uh, nothing like that at all. It was just I was, and, and, and to an extent, still am. I, I get very nervous, uh, very anxious working, um, playing in other people's yards. You know, playing on other people's sites. Uh, it, I kind of uh, compare it to, you know, borrowing a friend's car. You know, you you never want to return it to them dinged. You know, you always want to return it to them in better shape than it was given to you and, uh, I didn't want, I didn't want to, you know, spoil anything over there. Uh, uh, they have their reputation and they have their loyal readers. And for me to, you know, put, my, <laughs> to stick my nose in there and write an article, I, I really wasn't sure how it would have been received. Um, and, you know, I, I did it. I, I did wait until the last minute to, uh, submit it. Uh, cause I, I, like I said, I was really nervous about it. And, uh, Sent it in, uh, gave basically a quick and dirty on the uh, Bloodlines event. I didn't want to go too deep and risk spoiling anything just in case uh, the miniseries was going to be, you know, uh, tonally similar or or just a, you know, retelling of uh, the story we got in 1993 in some sort of a way. Um, Rebirth had been announced, so we weren't entirely sure what was going to come out of it. Uh, I mean, for all we know... This could have been a way to reintroduce a, a brand new hitman character or something like that. Uh, so I kept it pretty light, um, just you know, going through uh, going through the, the, the story beats basically, but not not so deep as to ruin the experience. if, uh, if this did turn out to be uh, a retelling of the original. And, uh, from there, I, I got a, uh, a DM from, uh, Jim, the, uh, the fellow over at Weird Science, saying thanks for, uh, writing the piece, and he said, uh, maybe we'll have you on one of these, t- one of these days, and, uh, I, I didn't think anything was gonna come of it, but I, I replied with, uh, you know, that sounds like fun. And, uh, sure enough, a few days later, it was a Thursday, uh, I was asked to be on their show to discuss, uh, Bloodlines number one, and also discuss uh, the the piece I wrote about the 1993 uh, annuals series. And just like with the uh, just like with the article, I immediately <laughs> said, "Sure, I'll be I'll, I'd be happy to." And then uh, again, uh, almost immediately regretted it because I had never done anything like this before. Uh, I had never recorded my voice on anything before outside of. A uh, few, uh, academic projects And, uh, I remember those being quite stressful <laughs> As I was trying to work through them Um, so I, uh, I said I would do it Uh, I didn't have a microphone uh, all I had was a, uh, an earbud From a uh, from my, uh, iPhone <laughs> And, uh, which is why if you ever heard that segment uh, It's kind of difficult to hear me on there But, uh, he assured me everything would be cool And, uh, you Know, told me to uh, to, you know, ch- check up on the book and uh, we would talk about it the next day. And uh, the thing of it was, I didn't have the book yet. Uh, I order my comics through uh, DCBS, uh, it's Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, I've been subscribing with them, boy, since probably 2011, 2012. I've been uh, I've been using their service. Uh, can't say enough good things about them. Uh, I've really I've really enjoyed working with them uh, in, in collecting And uh, while Bloodlines number one Was already bought and paid for It hadn't shipped yet Or it hadn't made its way to my house yet uh, I wouldn't be getting it until the following week So luckily out here uh, In my neck of the woods We do have a comic store that's open Until about one in the morning And so like a uh, Like a lunatic I headed out to the comic shop At uh, probably about 10.30 that night And found myself a copy Of uh, Bloodlines number one Got home Read it a few times (laughs) wrote several pages of handwritten notes uh, uh, Trademark overthinking And trademark overpreparing For sure But uh, I didn't want to take any risks So I uh, I, uh, I dissected this book I tried tying things back to the old series. I just did uh, so much extra work just to just to make sure my bases were covered. Like I said, I was very very intimidated with the idea of uh, having my voice on something, and uh, I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want to leave a, a bad impression on the uh, listeners of Weird Science or, or the the folks who invited me on the show. I didn't want them to uh, realize that uh, I was such a, a goofball and uh, was so. Utterly unprepared. Uh, And uh, before we go into the show, uh, I had been listening to podcasts since probably... Actually, I know exactly the day. It was uh, the day before my wedding, back in June of 2008, was the first time I ever listened to a podcast. I I used to frequent a uh, retro video game uh, forum called uh, digital press. Uh, I haven't been there in ages. I'm not even sure if the, that form is still around. Uh, uh it probably is. Uh anyway, there was a uh, fellow on there named Flack or that was his uh yeah, that was his uh, handle on there and he had started a podcast and I was interested in listening to it. Uh but I didn't own an iPod or or a, a Zoom. I guess those were still around back then. Um and so I wanted to listen to it but didn't think I could. I uh, I later found out I could listen to it on, you know, just on the browser and I <laughs> sent him a uh looking back at it, a a really, really silly uh message asking like if I would need like QuickTime or real player to listen to this thing. And uh got in got a message back, uh uh a very patient <laughs> message back just saying, Oh no, you just you know, click play on, on such and such site and uh and so the night before my wedding, I had a, a full house. Uh, my wife's family had come into town, or in, uh, up from uh, Mexico, and uh, I was uh, I was in one of the side rooms, uh, or the side front rooms, actually. And and so that night before uh, I went to bed, I I listened to an episode of his show, uh, tucked away in a corner of my house, and realized then and there just what. Uh, The potential that podcasting had, insofar as sharing ideas, sharing passions, Um, I saw this, uh, you know, and I'm not breaking any ground here, but uh, it it very much seemed like the evolution of blogging. Uh, It was where blogging was going to go. It's a more passive experience than blogging, so you're not uh, you're you're not you know trying to follow words on a page you're you're just you're kind of just taking in information and uh i just saw so much potential there and uh but just never really had the guts to to pursue it as as a uh an outlet for my own ideas or passions and uh never really thought that i would um you fast forward a little bit and i discovered you know comics uh podcasts and Things like you know pro wrestling podcasts, just uh, you know the you could fill several days uh, worth of uh, your time with podcasts of all different stripe, and really uh, became interested in it. But again, never thought that I would uh, I would be able to <laughs> do it. I never thought that I'd be able to uh, do what I'm doing right now, just sitting here alone in a room talking into a into my uh, my windscreen on my, on my microphone. Um, and, uh, when Weird Science came a knocking and asked, uh, if I would come on that, I saw that as a real good opportunity to, you know, get past my own anxiety about this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's exactly what I did, uh, that following day after reading and writing so much about bloodlines, uh, I, uh, I I got the call, and uh, we recorded. And uh, we discussed the the issue, we discussed the creators, Uh, uh, we discussed the piece that I wrote for the site, and uh, at the end of the recording, I was invited to do a uh, weekly segment with Reggie uh, where we would talk about classic comics and comics history, and immediately I jumped at it and said, yes, I would do it. And uh, this time I didn't have any regrets uh this uh it felt right it felt like something that uh it felt like something I could do and it felt like something that I could be pretty you know pretty uh I, I could I can have things to offer you know I I, I spend so much time <laughs> just researching and reading and uh this would give me an opportunity to share a lot of that and uh I thought that was going to be really cool and uh, we finished up our recording and said goodnight and all that good stuff. Then twenty minutes later, I got a a message from uh, from them saying, "Hey, it didn't record." <laughs> and uh, other podcasters out there, if you're if you're listening, um, uh, we recorded this over Skype, and uh, that should be a red flag right there for a lot of you. Um, Skype works. You know, 99% out of the time, I, I don't have a problem with Skype. Uh, it, it usually does the trick, and uh, we're able to, you know, have a conversation and record the conversation and remaster the conversation. Everything works fine. But uh, in this case, I was kind of getting a uh, podcasting trial by fire, I guess. It, uh, it didn't record. And <laughs> to let you know uh, what a lunatic I am my first thought, I get this, I get this message saying, hey, it didn't record, could you you come back on and do it again? And, uh, my first thought is, oh man, they listened to it, realized that I sucked, and we were going to re-record everything except for the invite, for them inviting me to do do a uh, segment. And I was preparing myself for that, because, uh, that's just where my mind goes. If it's a, uh, if it's a worst case scenario, it's it's what I think is going to happen. And so we, we recorded again, and at the end of the at the end of the uh session the invite came. So <laughs> it didn't turn out to be uh them, you know, <laughs> trying not to invite me. Uh so again I said absolutely. And uh the following week, uh Reggie and I started something called Weird Comics History. We discussed uh very briefly we discussed The uh, DC Explosion and Implosion. And uh, the segment, Weird Comics History, was uh, always meant to be brief. Uh, Maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes a week. We didn't want it to overwhelm the uh, Weird Science program. Uh, It's... It's kind of like that proprietary thing I was mentioning earlier about borrowing someone's car. You know, you don't want to... <laughs> you don't want to leave a stain or a ding on a car. Uh, and you, you don't want to, uh... You, you kind of don't want to... You don't want to keep it a couple of days longer than you were uh, asked... Than you asked to have it, I suppose. Uh, as I know, not a lot of... Not everybody uh, who listens to their show was really interested in anything we had to say. And, uh... We figure, you know, for 10, 20 minutes, maybe they'd listen, but when we started breaking into an hour, hour and a half, I kind of started feeling a little uh, weird about that, because that's asking an awful lot from folks who might not be interested in what we're talking about, and a a thing about podcasting is, you know, when you're you're listening to a show, or when I'm listening to a show, more often than not, I'm driving, so uh, I'm kind of a captive audience, so... If I'm listening to a show and it goes into a segment that I, I really you know don't care to listen to, I, I, I have I have a, like a few choices. I can either switch it over to the radio, I can pull over somewhere and fast forward, or I could just listen to it. And uh, I don't like the idea of forcing people to listen to something that they might not want to listen to. And uh, and so we uh, broke Weird Comics History out on its own. And the following week, we replaced it with the much shorter Cosmic Treadmill. And (laughs) that started out short. uh, Absolutely. uh, You know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. uh, Until it didn't. Until it wasn't anymore, I should say. Uh, Weird Comics history was moved on its own. Cosmic Treadmill started to become just as long a segment as uh, Weird Comics history. We were breaking an hour with regularity. And so... We decided that that too should become its own thing And uh, here we are, uh, Lord, a hundred and twenty weeks later about uh, And still cranking them out every single week And uh, it all started because of this book This Bloodlines number one This weird random book from 2016 That I'm sure a lot of folks haven't given a second thought to or, Or even a first thought to and uh it was this book that started everything for my uh you know quote unquote career in you know plugging my voice into things and talking about comic books so uh it's always going to have a special place uh for me and uh just like uh the weird science fellows uh, you know inviting me on they they I, I will always be loyal to them they uh they helped me get my you know my start here and uh that really means the world to me that uh, they would entrust some of their airwave <laughs> with with my marble-mouthed voice. And so we've got Bloodlines, number one. June 2016 cover date. Story is called Hostile Takeover. Script, J.T. Krull. Pencils, V. Ken Marion. Inks, Sean Parsons. Colors, Andrew Dollhouse. Letters, Sal Cipriano. Assistant Editor, Brittany Halzer. Senior editor Marie Javins came with a cover price of $2.99. Now, as we open this issue up, we've got a comet crashing into a wooded mountainside. There are deer in the area, one of which appears to have a tiny critter embed itself into its neck. Now, suddenly, this deer begins frothing at the mouth and ultimately transforms into, I don't know, kind of a were-beast. were-deer-beast or something of that sort. From here, we shift to the suburban bedroom of a high school student named Eddie. His morning alarm is sounding, and he pulls himself out of bed. We can see here that he relies on cuff crutches in order to get around. However, it uh, made to seem as though this is a relatively new development in his life. He mentions, uh, not anymore insofar as being able to jump. So we can assume that he was not always afflicted or always reliant on these cuff crutches. After indulging in some sugary cereal and a brief chat with his mother, Eddie hoofs it towards school. His regular ride, uh, a buddy named Graham, is late once again. His buddy does eventually drive up alongside him, and they they do get to school together. Upon arrival, they kind of go on their own way. Uh, Graham is a popular athlete, and he proceeds to join his teammates, while Eddie just, you know, works his way toward class. We join him in class, where uh, we watch a boy genius named Albert doing a dissertation on abnormal DNA while their teacher uh, works on his uh, fantasy football team. Uh, (laughs) I I think we've all been there. Uh, Now, Eddie's lab partner, a a pretty young girl, uh, appears to be admiring him somewhat, but uh, when he catches her stealing a glance, he just believes that she's staring at the bruises on his arm from his uh, cuff crutches. After class, we have Eddie headed out, heading out, and uh, he passes by a uh, a girl vlogger named Dana. Uh, she's on day forty-six of her blog-a-palooza, which basically just means she spends her days talking into her side turned cell phone about her weekend plans. Um, if you're following Chris's on Infinite Earths, we are on day one thousand and five of our blog-a-palooza, so uh, there you go. We shift scenes to a Lex Oil Supermart gas station that features a Daily Planet newspaper vending machine, so we do see that this is taking place in the DC Universe, or at least a DC Universe. Uh, We've got a mother filling up the tank while a a creepy pervert uh, checks her out from afar. This woman's daughter, a girl named Faith, is bemoaning how long the fuel stop is taking and fears that the mall will somehow be closed by the time they get there. Our next stop, Stu's Garage. Stu's mechanic, a girl named Haley, is working on a fella named Blake's Mustang. And he wants a status update. Uh, seems to bug our Haley, and uh, that's really all we get from her for this uh, for this uh, meeting here. We shift over to Blake. He's driving around with a man named Ricky. They appear to be detectives, and uh, they're both, uh, you know, kind of stomping for a fight. They pull off and approach a crew of crackheads in order to inf- introduce them to their teeth. Uh, it's funny you have these uh, these two uh, detectives walking up to this uh, just this dilapidated looking house, and uh, <laughs> they introduce themselves as uh, being a friendly PSA from the American Dental Association. And uh, one of the one of the crackheads is sitting there, and he just goes, Oh, man," <laughs> which I guess is a, as good a re- response as any. Uh, as we reach our climax, we rejoin Eddie and Graham as they arrive at a keg party that's taking place in the isolated Sullivan Field. Graham breaks off to socialize while Eddie nurses a beer under a uh, what he calls a urine-and-vomit-free tree, which is, uh, you always want to make sure that the uh, trees you sit under are urine-and-vomit-free. Uh, that deer that we met all the way back at the beginning makes his presence known, uh, kind of slasher movie style. It bites a young man named Kev's arm all the way up to the elbow. Eddie struggles to get to his feet, and as he attempts to flee, Graham runs in to help. Unfortunately, Graham becomes dinner, and Eddie hits the ground. When he lands, his body experiences an odd transformation, and uh, next we see him, he's a seven-foot-tall, hulking blue brute. He runs straight for the were-deer, and, uh, well, he... Brace, basically? Well, not, not basically. That's all he, What he actually does is he just tears its head off. So uh, there's that. Uh, he turns to Graham and sees that he was too late. Uh, the deer already took a big old chunk out of uh, Graham's torso. As uh, Graham lay dying, Eddie transforms back into his smaller, more human-looking self and lets out a dramatic, No! And that's that. Now, something about this issue, I was actually surprised at how much I dug it. Um, It was clearly a setup chapter where we, you know, bore witness to a series of character vignettes and uh, we kind of took the nickel tour of the town of Pine Ridge. But it was really done very well. Um, Not one scene or character overstayed its welcome, and the scenes and characters that didn't get much time made me want to see more. Uh, really dug the writing here, uh, the teenagers, uh, shown, they, they acted like real teenagers. We had, uh, Eddie, he was, uh, sullen and internally bitter at his plight in life, uh, with his, uh, handicap. Uh, Dana is a superficial, internet celebrity, uh, appears, uh, about as vapid and shallow as one might imagine a, a fake-ass internet celebrity might be. The pair of detectives, uh, now they seemed a little bit off, uh. From what we get here, I think we're supposed to think that they're you know they're not very good folks here, but uh, uh maybe could have been done a little bit more subtly i suppose uh the art was also very good um viken Marion was a new a new creator to me at this point uh his faces are somewhat evocative to, of me to brett booth and i i really like that um more about uh viken marion he uh he was actually the first pro to uh to give Reggie and I, uh, a, you know, a thumbs up on the cosmic treadmill, uh, he sent a message and even he even sent in a request or two requests. Uh, we uh, discussed two books that he'd requested. Uh, one was Wildcat's uh, number one from ninety two, and uh, the other one was uh, Green Lantern Volume three number fifty one the the first uh, Kyle Rayner the, the first issue with Kyle Rayner as Green Lantern, and. Uh, that really meant a lot to us that that a pro was actually listening to the words that were coming out of our mouths so i thought that was super cool now uh back to the issue when when this uh series was first announced uh i kind of felt like it immediately had two and maybe a bit of a third <laughs> strike against it uh first we have the bloodlines title and uh all of the extreme you know chromium flavored baggage that might come along with it because uh I think a lot of us are are too cool for those kind of books now, (laughs) and when we hear something like Bloodlines, we immediately, just knee-jerk reaction is just, ugh, really. Um, Second Strike, uh, J.T. Krull was the writer. Um, Now let me qualify that a little bit. Personally, I've enjoyed a lot of J.T. Krull's work. I loved his uh, Teen Titans before Flashpoint. Uh, definitely a high point in that entire 100 issue volume outside of the john stuff i think the crawl stuff was probably the uh, the most strong and uh, it came at, uh, after a time where the teen titans book was just it, it became it became a uh, just a series of deaths uh, like we had there was an issue of the book where it was a coffin you know and it was like which titan dies this week and it's like, or this month and it's like okay come on enough um, uh I also dug his uh Green Lantern uh I'm sorry, his Green Arrow uh series from before uh, Flashpoint, the uh, Brightest Day run. I thought that was really good. Um but he st- did and still does get a lot of criticism for the Rise and Fall series uh with uh, Arsenal and the Cat. Uh if you haven't seen it, all you really got to do is uh, is Google, you know, Arsenal Cat, and you'll find a a picture of a of a relapsed Speedy or Roy Harper holding a dead cat, and uh, he's in such a way where he believes this cat is his uh, recently murdered daughter Leanne, and uh, got a lot of flack for this. Uh, th- I mean, this this the story I, I believe received an award from a, uh, from a mental, uh, a mental health uh, organization. And, uh, but it still gets derided a lot on the internet. And, and you can kind of see why, because it is a very, very silly looking panel. Um, and I think I wrote it off initially as well. But uh, in the interim, I, I've, I've gotten a, a degree in psychology and actually worked uh, many hours with a, with similar uh with, with folks in a similar lot in their life and i, I can't help but think that it, it it almost it it's in it's it's a bit extreme but it also kind of rings true uh as to some of the experiences that i've uh I, i've been told about and so i can't hold that against him but I, I do understand why some folks do um so that would be the second strike uh the third strike well, this came just a month or two before Rebirth. So, I mean, how much impact could this story have uh, when we didn't know what Rebirth was yet, really? We knew that it was a return to whatever. Um, so we don't know what was going to go away, what was going to be swept under a rug. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a little a little nebulous timing for this to come out. Um, it It doesn't help matters that in the New 52... We already had a loose cannon character. Now, loose cannon is the character that uh, that uh, that uh, young Eddie becomes. Uh, originally, in the Bloodlines uh, event, uh, loose cannon was a uh, was a handicapped police uh, detective in Metropolis. Uh, where here, he's a young young man, a young high school student, but. In uh, Teen Titans Volume Four, Number Eleven, had a, had a cover date of September 2012. We were introduced to another loose cannon who <laughs> just showed up. So I I don't know. I don't think we ever saw that one again. And, and honestly, I'm not sure we saw any of these characters I, again as well. And uh, overall, I thought this was a very good issue to kick off this series. Um, and uh, perhaps helped by the fact that you really don't need to know much about the 1993 annuals in order to follow it um, It's actually probably more beneficial if you don't know what happened in those because It's a uh, it, it'll only confuse you I think this is this one's definitely worth giving a try um, It's a horror comic it, it, it takes little bits and pieces from you know slasher uh, films uh, Those really well done the Uh, And the art, really, was really, really good. Um, uh, I liked that there were references to the DC Universe, like the Lex Oil and the Daily Planet. Uh, I thought that was cool, because I'm a sucker for everything kind of fitting into place, uh, even if you've got to (laughs) kind of move or just tear down the goalposts in order to do so. (coughs) And there you have it, episode three of Chris's On Infinite Earths. Uh, Another... Uh, kind of tent pole book in the uh in the history of uh of the blog it's uh, one of them important uh, milestones on the journey and i was uh, very very happy to be able to share it with you and uh share a little bit of more of my story uh a little bit self indulgent of course but uh i've i've really been enjoying sharing uh and visiting these uh these pieces with you guys if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, send us an email, Weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. You can head to the show site, Weirdcomicshistory.blogspot.com, where you'll find all of our show notes, all of our images, all of our links, a chronological listing of all of our programming. Uh, the you know, the podbean is a little bit difficult to navigate, so your best bet is Weird Comics com. Of course, you could check out chrissoninfiniteearths.com. I will link to this piece, uh, the piece I wrote on Bloodlines number one, in the show notes if you want to check that out and see some images. Uh, you'll also see that one panel where where Luz Cannon showed up in a random issue of uh, post-New 52 Teen Titans for whatever reason. You can follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash You can check us out on Twitter at Cosmic T-Mil. Reggie's at ReggieReggie. Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. We now have a Patreon. You could check that out if you if you dig what we're doing, and I uh, think we deserve a few ducats. Uh, head over to Patreon.com/slash Chris and Reggie. Every penny is appreciated. Uh, we've had a nice. Uh, we, we've had a, actually an overwhelming <laughs> amount of uh, of aid uh, on that so far. It's uh, more than we ever imagined. It's uh, really really humbling, and uh, it means the world to us. We really appreciate it. And remember, if uh, there's any issue of any book that I've discussed on the blog uh, that you want to hear me talk about on the show, you know, again, send a message at weirdcomicshistory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If there's an issue on there you'd like to talk about, not send an email. We'll see if we can't work something out. So long for now. I really look forward to visiting with you again. See ya.